it is Sunday. It's 10 September. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Car problems. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, before we get into our first article um, from Israel, I thought I'd tell you, we don't just have car problems in the world. This morning I walked in, and uh, there's a sign on the door. Hi there, the pipe burst at your back door. And so there was no water for the church this morning. And I walk out there, and, uh, you know, it's nice to do a sign, and I know it came from the people next door because that's Asian handwriting, but... Uh, uh, they just let it run all night. They didn't, there's just a valve you turn and it'll turn off, yeah. but it ran all night long. So we're going to have like a $5 billion water bill. But I uh, was just getting in the car to go get parts to fix the thing. And Zach pulls up, who I haven't seen in a long time. And so I'm like, Zach, let's go to Ace Hardware. And we got there. The guys let us in before they opened and we left and got here before they were opened. But we got the parts we needed, and the uh, water is on, so you all can wash your hands and have lunch and all that kind of stuff, because it was a disaster this morning. Uh, people were showing up, and I'm still putting on my clothes, and I, total disaster this morning. <laughs> it's all back to normal, though. So thanking the Lord for that. Yeah, we we're looking for the part, little one-eighth-inch uh, uh, threaded coupling and a cap, and I'm like, yes, Lord, they had them. They had them. So we're just, yay. Okay, got some news from Israel. From Globes, major progress towards Israel-Japan free trade agreement. Japan, Israel and Japan. My wife has got her mouth open at this. Okay, she doesn't. She's asleep over there. Um, there has been significant progress in the negotiations toward the signing of a free trade agreement between Israel and Japan. In November of 2022, Israel and Japan announced the renewal of talks for the FTA after almost a decade of examining the matter and recently negotiations have gained momentum. Diplomatic sources estimate that in an optimistic scenario, a first draft agreement could be presented by the second half of 2024 and signed in 2025. Sources say that the Japanese government's speeded up motivation to reach an agreement with Israel stems from last year's signing of an FTA between Israel and South Korea and an FTA between Israel and China, which is in advanced stages of negotiations prior to signing. Japanese don't want to be left out of this one. The Japanese government is concerned that these agreements and the accompanying cancellation of customs duties could harm Israeli imports from Japan. However, the impact of the emerging FTA on the Israeli automobile market is expected to be relatively limited compared with the Korean and Chinese agreements. This is because a significant part of the vehicles of Japanese brands sold in Israel are manufactured in Europe and are anyway exempt from customs duties. Between January and July 2023, Japanese-made vehicles accounted for only about 13% of all vehicles imported to Israel, compared to over 30% at the peak about a decade ago. On the other hand, the market share of vehicles made in China jumped to about 17% this year. The elimination of customs duties, not including purchase tax, that will accompany the signing of the FTA will mainly benefit car brands, most whose models are manufactured in Japan, led by Mazda, Subaru, and Lexus. This is in addition to certain Toyota, Nissan, and Suzuki models, which are manufactured in Japan. 
Also, electric vehicles manufactured in the West may indirectly benefit from the agreement because some of them are equipped with batteries made in Japan and currently pay customs duty in Israel. From the Times of Israel, Israel set to hold several major joint military drills with the United States in the coming months, including one that would simulate an attack on Iran's nuclear facilities. The IDF regularly conducts various training drills with the U.S. military, including Air Force exercises and missile defense drills. In January, the IDF and U.S. Central Command held a major drill in Israel, Juniper Oak 2023, the largest ever joint exercise held by the Israeli and American militaries. Juniper Oak was the first in a series of planned drills with the U.S. in the coming year. One of the upcoming drills would prepare Israel for a potential multi-front missile attack. U.S. forces would bring Israel a large number of Patriot surface-to-air missile batteries and other interceptor systems for the exercise. The report said another drill would simulate a potential joint Israeli-U.S. attack on Iran's nuclear facilities. Getting ready for that one. From Haaretz, Israel sees dramatic rise in car theft. Most end up in the Palestinian Authority. No surprise there. Two years ago, I left the house for a meeting with a bank CEO. As I walked to the spot where my car was parked, a several-year-old Mazda, I couldn't believe my eyes. The parking spot was empty. They couldn't have stolen my car was the first thought that crossed my mind. However, a quick search of the neighborhood made clear my car was nowhere to be found. The next thing I did was to postpone my meeting, an excuse that was met with peals of laughter on the other end of the line. Then I called the police, where I was told that my license plate would be entered into the police database, so that if my car was taken past a checkpoint on the way to the West Bank, the destination for most of the car thieves, it would be stopped. I then submitted a complaint at the local police station and called my insurance company. The entire story from the moment they break into your car until they start it up takes a minute and a half. And it turns out that more and more Israelis have been experiencing what I went through in recent years. The semi-annual report from the insurance industry for the first half of 2023 presents a bleak picture. I estimate that 1,800 to 2,000 vehicles are stolen every month. Adding up the cost for claims paid out by insurers, but the rising cost of premiums, lost workdays, and ancillary losses not covered by policies, he estimates that the cost to the economy is between 530 and 660 million dollars, not shekels, dollars annually. That is a serious economic burden above and beyond the lost sense of security involved. Okay, we got some news concerning Christianity today. Um, I said this to a church a while ago, but I'll tell it for the people online, is that Isaac in Uganda, who many people have helped over the years, is still building his house, and uh, he needs, before the rainy season, he would like to get it finished so that nothing that has been built is ruined. He needs $4,500 for the house. Um, if you decide to help him with that, you need to make sure that he is told that it is for the house, because if not, he's going to give it to the ministry. You have to specifically designate this is for the house. Now, I uh, got some photos, which I will try to get onto the uh, 
the uh, video today. If I can't, that's okay, but it shows this house being worked on, and it's a uh, nice place. It's um, a brick, as everything there is just, uh, you know, mud brick that they make. Um, then they fire it. it, not a very high heat, but it, they're nice houses when they're done. And so he needs uh, $4,500 to finish that, and if you want to help, uh, just send it to him or let me know, and I'll tell you how you can get it to him to uh, get that done. Uh, from Breitbart, Church of England priests say premarital gay sex is not immoral. Yeah, a survey found most Anglican priests think that church teaching should be brought in line with public opinion. This is the entire problem with Christianity today, is that we are molding Christianity to what the public wants rather than what God wants. So, yes, and they say that on all moral issues, it should be in line with public opinion. Most priests support a change to allow gay couples to get married in church with 53.4% in favor. That's a majority now. The Church of England currently allows blessings for gay couples, but only permits church weddings between a man and a woman. That's going to change very quickly with this now. A significant majority of the priests surveyed, 62.6%, said the church should change its teaching on the immorality of premarital sex, with 21.6% accepting all fornication and 41% saying sex outside of marriage is fine for people in committed relationships. Wow. Similarly, 64.5% of priests said the church should end its opposition to gay sex, and 27.3% say homosexuals should be allowed to have sex with whoever they want. Another 37.2% said sex was fine between gay people in committed relationships, such as civil partnerships or marriages, but frowned upon casual gay sex. In 1998, Anglican bishops from around the globe passed a resolution declaring homosexual practice incompatible with scripture. So from 1998 to 2023, there has been a complete upheaval of that. From the AP, Pope says some backward conservatives in the United States Catholic Church have replaced faith with ideology. I would say it's exactly the opposite. This is what the left does. They always project. Yes. Francis has blasted the backwardness of some conservatives in the United States RCC, saying they have replaced faith with ideology and that a correct understanding of Catholic doctrine allows for change over time. God's word doesn't change. Amen. If they have a doctrine which is contrary to God's word, the problem rests with them. God's word will never change. During the meeting, a Portuguese Jesuit told Francis that he had suffered, suffered during a recent sabbatical year in the U.S. because he came across many Catholics, including some U.S. bishops, who criticized Francis's 10-year papacy as well as today's Jesuits. He's whining over that. The 86-year-old Argentine acknowledged his point, saying there was a very strong organized reactionary attitude in the United States, which he called backward. He warned that such an attitude leads to a climate of closure, which was erroneous. Doing this, you lose the tradition and you turn ideologies to have support. In other words, ideologies replace faith. The vision, this is his words. The vision of the doctrine of the church as a monolith is wrong, he added. When you go backward, you make something closed off, disconnected from the roots of the church. 
They're doing exactly the opposite. They're doing exactly 100% the opposite and blaming people that want to hold to the roots of the faith. That, he says, has devastating effects on morality. I want to remind these people that backwardness is useless, and they must understand that there is a correct, here it is, evolution in the understanding of questions of faith and morals. Faith and morals evolve, according to this guy. That allows for doctrine to progress and consolidate over time. This is the problem with every single church in the world. Every church in the world that evolves becomes apostate. You cannot evolve from the word of God. If you are not standing on this word, you you have no ground at all. Zero. You stick to this word and you will be A-OK. Other than that, you're going to have a problem. He is the source of the problem right now in the Catholic Church. Breitbart, Pope Francis calls on nations to end the era of fossil fuel on the same day he tweets about his jet flight to Mongolia. (laughs) From the Georgia Star News, over 40% of colleges closed since COVID-19 are Christian. I reported on that a couple months ago and the number's just gone up. A lot of small Christian colleges did not survive. Mail Online, celebrity barber who tattooed his face to look like a clown, and it's a scary clown, reveals he is now studying to be a pastor, despite admitting kids are terrified of him. So, hey, he met Jesus. He was one crazy looking person, but he met Jesus and now he wants to be a pastor. He would scare anybody in a congregation. I'm telling you, but there you go. Thank goodness for Jesus. And thank goodness that we're not going to be walking around with the tattoos we put on our bodies someday. And we're not going to have the same name either. So uh, there you go. New name, new, new garments. Okay. Got some news from the Mideast and Africa today from the times of Israel. Mossad attempt to insert defective parts into its missiles. Iran claimed that it had foiled a major plan by Israel's Mossad spy agency to sabotage its missile production and its defense industry as a whole. The intel unit of the defense minister thwarted one of the largest sabotage plots targeting Iran's missile, aviation, and airspace military industry. This sabotage was carried out under the guidance of the Zionist intel services and their agents. Over the past months, a completely professional network that had plotted to bring faulty and equipped pieces into the production cycle and supply chain for use in the production of advanced missiles in the missile industries of the defense ministry through the cooperation of some infiltrating elements fell in a trap spread by the intel forces and it was dismantled. The cell had sought to sell the equipped parts to turn the produced rockets into an explosive tool to hit industrial lines and employees working in that field. Okay, I was thinking, I bet you, now I could be completely wrong in this, but the Mossad is not a bunch of dummies. They probably put out bad parts on purpose that would be identified and they have other parts that won't be identified. That's just my guess, knowing how they operate. But we'll see if uh, missiles from Iran start falling out of the sky, we'll know that my guess was right. From Breitbart. Chinese envoy to Afghanistan. Now, the Iran government does watch this prophecy update, so they may get clued into it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I tell you what, this is years ago now, and some of you may remember this, but when Ahmadinejad was uh, the uh, president of Iran, 
they used to have the way access, you know, an email address, and you just emailed him any time on the uh, government website. And he was talking about how he was going to destroy Israel, and I corrected him through an email, Ezekiel, citing Ezekiel, etc. And um, after that, you can no longer contact the president of Iran. But until that point, so obviously they didn't like Christians emailing him like that. So anyway, I just thought it was kind of cute little pat on the back for Charlie. Um, from Breitbart, Chinese envoy to Afghanistan applauds Taliban for improving the country. Yeah, the Taliban has retained power for two years, partially through fostering close ties with the CCP of China, a feat that requires the self-identified Islamic organization to ignore the fact that dictator Xi Jinping is currently orchestrating a genocide of Muslim people on the border with Afghanistan. The Taliban joined the BRI, uh, China's predatory debt program, in May and has boasted agreements with Beijing to build universities, factories, and sophisticated national surveillance system. No foreign government has recognized the Taliban as the official government of Afghanistan, though no other parties in Afghanistan contest its rule. China, however, has recognized the Taliban as an interim government body and addresses it as such, alongside Iran and several other neighboring countries. Since the establishment of the Afghan interim government two years ago, it has been committed to promoting national peace, reconstruction, and independent development, Zhao claimed. Actively engaging in foreign exchanges and cooperation, Zhao demanded the world give an objective and fair assessment of the Taliban's practical measures in economic development, corruption, eradication, drug prohibition, improvement of people's livelihoods, remember that, and social security. He described Afghanistan as gradually recovering from the war and development as slowly improving. Well, one of his things was improvement of people's livelihoods. Next article from Hot Air. Suicide among Afghan women skyrockets. Suicides by women in Afghanistan are skyrocketing a year after Biden catastrophically pulled U.S. forces from the country, handing it over to the Taliban. The despair of Afghanistan women suffering under the deadly oppression of the Taliban is palpable to all women, as we've seen in past articles. And it should be a great shame to the Biden administration. That man has no shame. He has zero shame. So, one young woman was kept from becoming a doctor and then was forced into a marriage with her cousin, who was a heroin addict. She felt she had nothing left to live for and proceeded to take her own life in a country where more women than men commit suicide. Mail Online, Iranian weightlifter is given lifetime ban by the Islamic regime after he shook hands with Israeli competitor at the international event. The two men shook hands at the World Masters Championship in Poland. They shook hands and he's banned for life. He will never wrestle again. Now something interesting from Mongolia. This is highly interesting. Get ready. Hold on to your hats. Uh, this is from King Pen International. Glass Greenhouse will be finished in the end of September. It will provide an ideal environment for cultivating various crops throughout the year with an impressive coverage of 800 square meters. Now that's big, but it's not really that big. Uh, this project aims to revolutionize agricultural practices in the country and enhance food production. They've got one greenhouse, it's 800 square feet, and they're gonna enhance food production for 
couple million people. I don't think so. Uh, the glass greenhouse will be equipped with advanced heating systems to ensure a stable and favorable climate for plant growth, even during the harsh Mongolian winters. This technological feature will enable farmers to grow a wide range of fruits and vegetables, which were previously challenging to cultivate due to the extreme weather conditions. The greenhouse is expected to boost crop yields, reduce dependence on imported produce, and create new employment opportunities in the agricultural sector. Furthermore, it will contribute to the country's efforts to achieve food security and self-sustainability. Unless we're going to build a whole lot of them, and this is just the prototype, that ain't going to happen. Anyway, Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. From The Guardian. This is very, very cool. Uh, you know, we talk about brain implants and how bad they are, but they do a lot of good. We've been seeing that over the past year. This one is very good. A uh, paralyzed woman is now able to speak through a digital avatar in a world first. The advance raises hopes that brain-computer interfaces could be on the brink of transforming the lives of people who have lost the ability to speak due to conditions such as strokes and ALS. Until now, patients have had to rely on frustratingly slow speech synthesizers. Think of, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Hawking's. Yes, yeah, Stephen Hawking's, uh, that involved spelling out words using eye tracking or small facial movements, making natural conversation impossible. The latest technology uses tiny electrodes implanted on the surface of the brain to detect electrical activity in the part of the brain that controls speech and face movements. These signals are translated in directly into a digital avatar's speech. A di digital avatar is like you have a screen, and it, it's a face that looks like that person's face. And so when she speaks, it's speaking for that person. Got that? Okay, so it's not her speaking. Her brain waves are going to this avatar that looks like her, and that speaks. Now, that's what that means. Okay, so um, uh, including smiling, frowning, or surprise. It has all of this emotion coming out on there. Our goal is to restore a full, embodied way of communicating, which is really the most natural way for us to talk with others. These advancements bring us much closer to making this a real solution for patients. The patient, a 47-year-old woman, Anne, has been severely paralyzed and suffering a brainstem stroke more than 18 years ago. She cannot speak or type and normally communicates using movement tracking technology that allows her to slowly select letters at up to 14 words a minute. She hopes the avatar technology could enable her to work as a counselor in the future. The team implanted a paper-thin rectangle of 253 electrodes on to the surface of Anne's brain over a region critical for speech. The electrodes intercepted the brain signals that, if not for the stroke, would have controlled muscles in her tongue, jaw, larynx, and face. After implantation, Anne worked with the team to train the system's AI algorithm to detect her unique brain signals for various speech sounds by repeating different phrases repeatedly. The computer learned 39 distinctive sounds and a chat GPT-style language model was used to translate the signals into intelligible sentences. This was then used to control an avatar with a voice personalized to sound like Anne's voice before the injury based on a recording of her speaking at her wedding. The technology was not perfect, decoding words incorrectly 28% of the time in a test run involving more than 500 phrases, and it generated brain-to-text 
at a rate of 78 words a minute. That's unbelievable compared with the 110 to 150 words typically spoken in a natural conversation. Now, remember, this is just the first test on this woman. This is something that is in its infancy. So they could have this completely taking care of things very, very quickly. However, scientists said the latest advances in accuracy, speed, and sophistication suggest the technology is now at a point of being practically useful for patients. Pretty soon, you're going to be able to walk around with your own iPad, and they'll probably have a uh, Bluetooth signal. So you can just, you know, literally, you can communicate with people with your iPad, and, they're, and you got no control over your mouth or your larynx. It will do it for you. That is unbelievable. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of from the CDC. Risk assessment summary for SARS-CoV-2 sublineage BA 2.86. This is the CDC. This is their website. CDC has detected a new SARS-CoV-2 variant labeled BA 2.86. CDC is continually monitoring for new variants and studying their potential impact on public health. Current risk assessment, BA 2.86, may be more capable of causing infection in people, listen to this, CDC website, who have previously had COVID-19 or who have received the COVID-19 vaccines. More susceptible, not less, right on their website. If you've got the vaccine, you are more susceptible to getting this. From the post-millennial, religious freedom sued against Maine governor who forced through COVID vax mandate to proceed federal judge. Under Mills's vaccine mandate, no religious exemptions were allowed in the entire state, and facilities were unable to offer testing options for employees. And they are now suing that woman. Zero Hedge, pharmacists continuing to refuse ivermectin prescriptions, raising ethical concerns. The doctor prescribes it, they will not give it out. This is called staying in your own lane. You are writing a prescription. They are required by law to fulfill that. And they're not doing it. Gateway Pundit. Vaccine? No. It's long, long COVID. Experts publish warning that COVID can kill for up to two years post-infection. That's what's killing people two years later is long, long COVID. Oh, that makes sense. It does, doesn't it? Morality is declining. Zero hedge. Now, if you don't want to hear bad news for the next um, six minutes, I would ask you to get up and go outside because this is a horrible week for morality. This is terrible. Zero hedge. Pastor forcibly removed from school board meeting for reading aloud porn book from kids library. Now, this has happened at least 50 times in America where a parent says, I want to show you what is in our children's library and the uh, council, the commission, whatever it is, city, state, they will not even allow. This guy read one sentence and they stopped him and removed him. And they're allowing that in their public library. From Fox, Australian Gymnastics Federation says athletes can choose locker rooms, uniforms based on gender identity. From the post-millennial, Tech Mag Wired says it's immoral to want biological children pushback against biological essentialism built into white supremacy. Having your own children is racist. Yes. From the Gateway Pundit, American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists op-ed supports no limits on abortion. That's the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. No limits 
up to the day that child is born, kill it. Zero Hedge. San Francisco records more than a dozen suspected overdose deaths in one day. Georgia Star News. Energy sector sees 88% increase in non-binary workers from last year. The energy sector, not the government, just the energy sector is monitoring non-binary employees. From Georgia Star News. More than 3,500 minors underwent transgender surgeries in five years, the study says. You want to know who's going to be making all the money off of this? The diaper companies. Because once they have this, they are ruined. They're ruined in that regard. Zero Hedge. Oklahoma school hires drag queen principal once arrested for child porn and drugs. Zero Hedge. British court rules that competent and conscious patient... A competent and conscious patient can be denied life-sustaining treatment against her will. That's the UK that has no euthanasia law, so they're just going to kill her. She's competent, she's conscious, and they're going to deny her her right to live. From Just the News, hospital employee says new mandatory DEI training promotes kids changing genders at four years of age. Gateway Pundit, use paper and pencil. Digital records are more permanent. Colorado Teachers Union directs educators how to hide and destroy evidence of LGBTQ indoctrination. Use paper and pencil. Zero hedge. Invent your own gender. Governor Gavin Newsom encourages youth with millions in taxpayer support. Newsom's admin is funneling millions of taxpayer dollars into a nonprofit promoting neo-genders. That means new genders, like Fox gender and autism gender, and facilitating secret gender transitions for students in his state and across the country. The California Department of Public Health is in partnership with the California-based Gender Spectrum Organization through a nine-year grant to conduct rigorous evaluation of Gender Spectrum's professional development programs. This is going on in the United States of America. Zero Hedge, German Museum denies white people entry to colonial exhibit on Saturdays. Only BIPOC allowed inside. You can go in. My wife can go. Yeah, I identify as a black. Thank you. Okay, Gateway Pundit. ACLU files lawsuit against Indiana for banning inmate sex changes on behalf of a man who murdered his 11-month-old stepdaughter. From Just the News, anti-abortion activists face 10 years in prison for following convictions over D.C. clinic protest. They protested and they are facing 10 years in prison. Lawyers with the Thomas More Society, here's the reprehensible part about this, represented the defendants and had argued that they had not blocked entry into the clinic, citing video footage to prove that they didn't, and they still found him guilty, and now they're facing 10 years in prison for protesting outside of an abortion clinic. That's a railroad job. From Fox. California school district settles with mother after school transitioned her daughter without her consent. Finally, some good news. And again from Fox, mom sues school for hiding daughter's gender change after she later ran away and was sex trafficked. Got some other news for you. 
from the Free Beacon. All cars are bad. Pete Buttigieg's equity advisors want you to stop driving. These are actually people that are on his advisory board. Trans secretary, which is kind of funny, trans secretary. Anyway, Buttigieg is appointing a group of leading experts to advise him on trans equity, meaning transportation equity. It's me that's making it short for fun, including several who argue that cars cause climate change and promote racism and therefore should be phased out. Buttigieg, and I know that's not how you pronounce his name, but that's how I pronounce it, earlier this month appointed 24 new members to his advisory committee on trans equity, an Obama-era body that Buttigieg is reviving after the Trump admin scrapped it. Included on the committee is Andrea Marpillero Colomina, and a spatial policy scholar who says all cars are bad, given that they cause a myriad of environmental issues and conditions. Another Buttigieg appointee, self-described transportation nerd Veronica Davis, argued in an August essay that cars perpetuate systematic racism and are therefore the problem in America's trans system. Davis in July released a book titled Inclusive Transportation, a manifesto for repairing divided communities which advocates for a different way of thinking to address healing the damage done by cars, not to oversimplify the problems of transportation, but all roads lead back to cars, Davis wrote in an August essay adapted from her book. This isn't anti-car propaganda, yes it is, but vehicles have wreaked havoc on the environment and communities. Racism shaped the urban and suburban areas where even today we see the residual effects. This is where we are in the world today. Of course they are. And these people are insane and they're appointed to government positions. From the complex, Texas drunk drivers, I love this, this is good news, will now pay child support for the children of parents they've killed. If the convicted drunk driver can't make payments because of prison time, they'll have no later than one year after their release date to make the payments. Gateway Pundit, bank to stop giving loans to fossil fuel cars. This is in Australia. This is serious. I mean, this is unbelievable. From 2025, two years from now, customers of Bank of Australia will no longer get funding to buy new cars that run on fossil fuels. By ceasing car loans for new fossil fuel vehicles, we are, what they're doing is they are mandating that you have EVs. That's all there is to it. That's, they're mandating for all people. We are sending a signal to the Australian market about the rapid acceleration in the transition from internal combustion to electric vehicles we expect to see in the next few years. So in just two years, the bank will stop giving loans to new fossil fuel cars and instead only help people buy the inferior electric vehicles. Although they will still be giving loans for people to buy used fossil fuel cars. So now banks are beginning to decide what cars we can buy and cannot buy under the excuse of climate change. Now that they are doing this, mark my words, this is going to be happening in every one of these liberal states in America very soon. We get a liberal governor, Florida will follow suit. Get ready. Yeah, that's right. Cuba, they've got 1957 Chevys running all around that island because they've been keeping them going now for the past 50, 60, 70 years. From Newsmax, U.S. to give automakers, suppliers, 12 
billion dollars to produce EVs. They're giving automakers money to produce cars that nobody wants. I read another article just recently where the the uh, showrooms, the local showrooms are turning back EVs because nobody's buying them and they're still sending them. They're forcing it on them. The U.S. is making $12 billion available in grants and loans for automakers and suppliers to retrofit their plants to produce electric and other advanced vehicles. The Biden admin will also offer $3.5 billion in funding to domestic battery manufacturers, speeding grants and other subsidies to fund conversion of existing auto plants to build electric vehicles could help the White House blunt criticism from automakers and the UAW over proposed environmental rules aimed to help usher in the EV era. The UAW has warned that such a rapid change could put thousands of jobs at risk in states such as Michigan, Ohio, Illinois, and Indiana. Sean Fain, the UAW president, has campaigned to save a Jeep factory in Belvedere, Illinois, that Stellantis has put on track to shut down. The automaker has left open the possibility that the factory could get a new product with government aid. So what they're doing is they're buying more votes by supplying them with money to transition into something that nobody wants. From CNN, U.S. approves first ever military aid to Taiwan through program typically used for sovereign nations. Guess who's upset about this? The package, which is part of the State Department's FMF program, totals $80 million, which isn't a lot of money, but still. FMF will be used to strengthen Taiwan's self-defense capabilities through joint and combined defense capability and enhanced maritime domain awareness and maritime security capability. The newest development in continued U.S. support for Taiwan has drawn an angry response from China, which claims a self-governing island as its own. China's foreign ministry expressed strong dissatisfaction and firm opposition at the arms sale, which it said had harmed China's sovereignty and security interests and undermined peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. China's defense ministry also lashed out at the sale, saying the Chinese military will take all necessary measures to resolutely counter this. Mail online. Biden claims he's been too busy to visit East Palestine in Ohio after the toxic train crash 212 days ago left the town with polluted air and contaminated water and admits he still has no plans to visit the Republican state. From Breitbart, he's too busy. Biden has spent 40% of his presidency away on personal trips. 40%. He's too busy to go see these people. Breitbart. Governor Phil Murphy, a lunatic, says state can't take more illegals despite pledge to make New Jersey a sanctuary state. Yeah. Breitbart. Chicago schools enroll 2,000 migrant kids as taxpayers spend another $15 million for bilingual services. The blacks there are up in arms because they're not getting anything out of this. All they're doing is losing jobs and opportunities, and they're still going to vote Democrat. Mail online. Staggering figures reveal 1.2 million U.S. born workers lost their jobs last month. 1.2 million replaced by 688,000 foreign-born staff as Joe Biden allows migrants to flood across the border. Okay, 
We've had car problems throughout our report today, so I've got a question for you. Who said it? I don't sell cars, I sell engines. The cars I throw in are for free since something has to hold the engines in it. Shelby. The Iron Coca. Elon Musk. Adolf Hitler. Enzo Ferrari. He sells engines. Okay, I got a uh, less Rick here for you. Buddy Gig says that all cars are bad. Texans now pay for killing a dad. Israel's car thefts do rise by the ones they despise, and the U.S. will pay for a fad. He took all the articles and summed them up. Okay, got an irony here for you. Oh, you know, before I do, I'll encourage you. Jesus. Jesus. You know what? I went to a funeral yesterday of one of my dear friend's sons. And I'm telling you, it was marvelous to be there with those people and to see how they loved him and how they were anticipating on seeing him again. Because we have a hope that transcends this world. Jesus. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, having believed the gospel, you will not participate in that fun time that we're going to have. You won't be going out at the rapture, and you will not be joining if you get in a car accident today with those people, unless you believe the gospel. It's so simple. God has made, even an adult like me can understand the gospel. (laughs) Jesus died for my sins. Charlie Garrett is a sinner. If you don't believe that, ask her or her or him or anyway. (laughs) Jesus Christ was buried, proving that he was dead with your sins. Jesus Christ rose again, proving that your sins are still in the grave, because if they weren't, he wouldn't have come out of the grave, proving that he had no sin of his own, because if he did, he wouldn't have come out of the grave, and proving that he is God, because all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. This is what God did. He united with human flesh so that we could have life again. And praise God for Jesus, who is going to raise John someday. And we're all going to be there together in bodies that aren't corruptible, where we don't sin, and it will be an eternity of glory. Call on Jesus today. Okay, Zero Hedge, got two ironies for you. Chicago Teachers Union President, hater of private schools and school choice, reportedly sends her child to private school. And then she defended it the next day. Mail online. Good news. Now, this is not quite what I was just talking about, but it's still pretty good news. Dead woman, 49 years old, wakes up on the way to her own funeral in Thailand. She got a reprieve. If she doesn't know Jesus, it's going to be a short one, but she did get a reprieve. Okay, such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ula on Batar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.